At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Here's Michelle Wilson, Executive Director of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Welcome to Business Inspires. This is Michelle Wilson with the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership, and today we're talking with Jason Clayton of Vital Companies. Thank you for joining us, Jason. Thank you for having me. It's great. So this is the format where we ask a lot of hardball questions in rapid-fire format. Just kidding. Uh, um, okay. uh. <laughs> this is where we're, we're speaking with businesses to connect the, the listener to your business and, uh, more importantly, to you and how you got to where you are, and so people know a little bit about you and, and why you do what you do every day. So uh, you're with Vital Companies, mm-hmm. and um, we'll, we'll certainly get to that. But I'd like to know what uh, Jason Clayton wanted to be when he was a little boy. Wow. Interesting enough. Um, you know, I wanted to be a fireman. I did. I wanted to, to – and I think that's because when I was really little, I had a really cool fire truck, and it was really inspirational for me. <laughs> I played with it all the time. People couldn't get rid of it. It was one of those things. Um, it's really weird. Life has taken me through all kinds of different things and turns, and but I really I think service was kind of my my first want to do. Good, that makes sense. So um, typically, that's an easier segue with where you where, what you wanted to do and where you are today. <laughs> yeah, you're nowhere near being a fireman. Um, no, but you know maybe maybe just reflect on uh, of where you were when you were younger that got you to where you are today. Where did you find your inspiration? Yeah, yeah. I think my father was definitely a huge inspiration um, in in my life. When we were little, my dad um, traveled a lot with his business. He sold uh, financial products to the military. So we um, lived in all kinds of crazy places, Um, lived in Germany, lived in Phoenix, lived in Hawaii. Uh, I spent a good time in my life uh, basically being – in German schools. So from kindergarten until about sixth or seventh grade, I was basically immersed into the German culture. My dad sold products to the military over there and we were civilians. So we went into regular schools. So for seven, eight years of my life, I was a German and lived like a German and had German friends and was immersed in the culture. And, you know, we only spoke English when we were at home when my parents were around. So it was really it's a it was a, an amazing time for me because we got to travel everywhere and really get immersed in different cultures and you know speak fluent German. I was in kindergarten when I was put into German schools, so for me to learn German was very easy because I was so young. And you you mentioned earlier um, be, having a life of service, and I know you've gone back to teach English in um, other countries before. So yeah, I had a really cool um, opportunity. A friend of mine had this really cool company where he would go over to Austria. He's originally from Austria, but he formed this company where he'd go over to Austria and teach 
English immersion classes to Austrian high schools. So because I had already had a background in living in Germany and, you know, I had done some teaching um, back in college, um, they asked me to come over and help them. And I had never done it before, but uh, it was an amazing experience because it got me back to Europe and got me back into the, the, the culture. And, and, you know, I just love, I mean, I love, love being there. Good. Wonderful. So vital companies. Yes. Give me the, the elevator pitch. The elevator pitch. Well, you know, we're a, we're a video and audio production company at heart. Um, we started the company 10 years ago, coming in June, actually. And, uh, you know, it's an ever-evolving kind of, uh, kind of business. You know, we started off and still do really help pe- tell people stories through visual communications, video in, in particular. And, you know, audio is a big part of it because video is, you know, works really well with audio. So, um but in the last, I would say the last three or four years, it, it was one of the situations where we would create awesome videos for people and then we'd give them to, to them and we would see that they didn't really have a big plan on how they were going to distribute those videos or they didn't really, um, you know, have strategy on how they were going to get audiences to find them. You know, they just by putting them on their homepage or putting them you know, on their social channels without kind of marketing them. They weren't really getting the return on investment. So, and then we we started seeing a lot of our clients asking us to do. Do you guys do strategy? Do you guys can you help us distribute them? So, you know, about four or five years ago, when content marketing became so so popular, um, we really looked into how we can um, leverage that content marketing piece with the video production side. So, you know, we've become kind of kind of a little bit more like an agency in the sense that you know we're now providing a lot more services to our clients than just helping them tell their stories through video. So now we're we're doing a lot more strategy with them and creating campaigns that are more integrated into their existing marketing plans and you know helping them um, really do some content marketing audits through their social media channels and and really finding out the best way to leverage the content that they're cre- that we're creating for them. So it's become a, a a way better relationship for us because we're not just doing one and done kind of videos where we say here's a really cool video, see you later. Uh, we're really working more with them as a team, uh, almost an extension of their marketing departments, so that we can really understand what they're trying to achieve by creating videos and then really helping them get the results. Because it's about creating the strategy, but if you don't have the analytics behind it, if you don't know who's seeing it, where they're seeing it, if, if it's hitting the point of what you're trying to market, then they're not getting the return. And digital media and digital marketing is such an amazing um, um, thing for for businesses, because you can get the analytics, you can analyze, see who's actually watching the it. video, you sure. can track it, and so you can really, really prove and see the return on their investment. So any anybody that spends money on marketing wants a result. So right, that's truly kind of where we're we're moving towards, uh, and have been for probably three years now. So, um, what well, seems to be ever changing? I mean, it's you have to keep up every day, and something seems to be different every day. So that's interesting, and where. Tell me where you started with Vital mm-hmm. and how, how you got to where you are today. Well, um, my, my best friend Fred and I, um, interesting enough, we, I used to play in bands. Freddie played in bands back in the day. And uh, I, he owned bars and I played in bands. And that's how we got to know each other. And throughout the years, you know, we've just 
been you know great friends, and he's been an entrepreneur at heart, and so have I, and he's owned companies, and so have I. And at uh, one point, we started uh, actually playing in a band together, and we were like, man, we should do we do some work together. It'd be cool to work together. Um, and it just it was weird because you know we had a couple different ideas, and it didn't really pan out, and but we still kind of kept going at it, and. Out of the blue, um, an opportunity came for us to start our own company. We really didn't have the the money to stop everything we were doing and start a new company. So, um, I had an old uh, old scanning company. We do document conversion, and um, interesting enough, we had an old client of mine call us out of the blue, and I was actually out of that business. I hadn't done it for like seven years. Called me and said, "Hey, we have this big project." You should come take a look at it. And I was like, well, I haven't really been in that business for a while. And um, long story short, um, it was worth a decent amount of money. And it was kind of what helped start our company. Um, We ended up taking that scanning project on, which led to us um, creating – um, our company kind of, and it was one of those things where we didn't, we're not, we didn't go into business trying to scan documents. We wanted to go into business doing something creative because that's what we both loved. So at the time I was recording my record in Freddie's house cause he had his own home studio and, uh, his wife was pregnant and he's like, man, I can't keep the studio in the house anymore because we need it for the baby. So this all kind of happened at the same time where, we were already talking about getting our own recording space, and sure enough, when this uh, past client called me for this job, um, it was enough seed money to help us start a business. So what we did was, and at the time we had formed a little music label, um, and we were recording the first band on the label, and um, so it was cool. We got the job scanning these documents and started our own scanning company, and one side of the business... And then on the other side of the business, we, 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 we created a recording studio. So we, in order to create the company, we had all of our musician friends that were on the label scan the documents during the day. And then we actually, uh, they recorded and rocked and rolled at nighttime. And then we just slowly started implementing um, uh, our video production. We had uh, our business partner, John uh, Doherty, who's now um, at the Columbus Film Commission. He came on board and kind of brought the video component into our business. And that capital and that seed money allowed us to grow our business into the creative company. So it's just weird how things pan out and things, how it, how it happens, but it's a cool story because, you know, we just kind of, we didn't have a big marketing plan. We weren't like, Hey, let's write a business plan. Let's write a marketing plan. We were just like, we're going to build this and see what happens. And uh, here we are, ten years later, and it's uh, it's been a it's been a cool little small business story for sure. So, building your own business and doing two very separate things—one during the day, one during the night—what would you say your biggest challenges were? Well, I will tell you. Lucky, luckily enough, uh, you know, Fred's my my business partner is amazing. Um, business person, I I have personally have owned two or three businesses before I started this one, and. You know, one of the big downfalls of anybody that runs small businesses, you, if you try to do everything yourself, you just you don't get anywhere. And that was kind of my downfall. I was trying to, you know, wear too many hats in 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 this in the small business world, and never got to the point of really 
really succeeding in what I was trying to. I mean, I was successful, but not to the level of where we are now. Um, you know, Fred came in and, you know, he just had a lot of experience on all the back-end logistical things from HR to payroll to all the things that, you know, I don't really like doing. Mm-hmm. So it's it was, it was been an amazing kind of uh, partnership. You know, I'm kind of the sales and marketing front of the house person. He's kind of the back of the house person. Um, but one of the main things I, that we learned straight up is that, you know, you, you, you create a culture for yourself. You create a business that – you know, you learn from your your experiences that you didn't like in past businesses or in past professional uh, relationships, and we knew that we wanted to create something that was kind of different and and more fair, right, for everyone that was working with us. So we wanted to create that this culture, and the culture uh, that everyone kind of you know wins really yeah, in sure. in in the business. So you know, we provide pretty great uh, benefits for our um, employees and we wanted to create more of an open culture. We didn't want to be that company where, you know, you're constantly micromanaging people. We wanted it to be a kind of an open relationship and hire the the right people for the right job and let them do their job. Of course, give them guidance, but so I think culture was a huge thing. That was a, when we started it, that was one thing we really looked at. Look, this is the kind of company that we want to be. We don't want to be um, like what we've experienced in the past. So that was one of the key things that we looked at. It's culture and vision of what we really wanted out of life and as as people. And and, um, and I'm sure that carries through to your client. The culture it, it does, and it does. And you, you know, you know, companies are. It's interesting because it's the whole eighty twenty rule, right? You know, you have. Um, when you have great relationships with your clients and you have that kind of win-win relationship with your clients, the results are just always so much better. So, yeah, we we truly um, come from a place of we cr- we really try to create a win-win relationship with our clients and with and with everybody in, in the business. It's not always easy. I mean, one of the things that we learned is you know we were pretty. Um, open where we weren't micromanaging people, but some people can work in that culture and some people can't. Some people need to be told what to do. And even though we were really um, quite transparent in in our hiring procedures of this is how we run our company, this is what we expect from people, we've had, you know, probably a couple people that just couldn't work in that environment. Well, who who wouldn't want to hear, you know, that it's a great culture and that you have an open atmosphere, but when it comes down to reality, that's really tough for some folks and they do need structure and they need a job description. And yeah. Well, it's not, and, and let me tell you, we, we have job descriptions. We do, we do reviews twice or um, sometimes three times a year. So mm-hmm. that's not, that's not the issue. It's, it's the sheer fact of we're not going to be setting up your calendar every day and tell you exactly, here's your to-do list. Right. right. I mean, we're giving you guidance on that, but we're not going to be the one to tell you exactly what to do. And that's, um, like I said, for some people it works tr- tremendously perfect, but other people just right. It's just tougher. It's tough. Yeah. So when you face challenges within the business, what helps you persevere? What keeps you going? What's what's your passion that keeps you? That's a good moving question. Forward. That's a good question. I think ultimately it's vision, having a vision, knowing vision. It, 
confidence and 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 understanding that there's going to be failures. I mean, <clears throat> it's really difficult to run a business. Plenty of times where in our lives that we as partners haven't taken any money and, you know, just to make payroll and, you know, the typical kind of small business issues. Um, but I think vision and I think just trust and confidence and myself and my business partner, Freddie. I mean, Freddie and I have been through a lot in our lives and anytime there's, there's been some adversity, it's, you know, we create an opportunity to create results to get out of the adversity. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't just sit there and and run into a corner and hide, you know, you have to, you have to figure out ways to overcome the adversity. And there's been plenty of them. Um, And any small business owner knows that every day, but it's, you know, creating that, that uh, trust with, with, with who you're doing business with and being able to pride yourself enough to, pull up your pants and go get it done. You <laughs> right. know, I mean, it's really I love just... that you said that you create opportunities to, to kind of get out of that situation. You know, you can kind of get mired down and in the muck and, you know, it becomes difficult for some people to recover. And so... It's hard to live from fear. When you, yeah. when you live out of fear instead of living out of opportunity, right. it can get really stressful. I mean, and I sure. think... And it's hard for people because people typically... We as human beings, I think, live more from fear than we live from opportunity. And I think when you can kind of shift that mindset in yourself where, hey, there's always ways out. Let's think positively instead of negatively. And right. let's let's create the path to the opportunity. So, I mean, I think that's the hardest part. One of the things I learned a lot in the last probably two years is trying to shift out of that living from fear into living out of opportunity. Because really the world, the world will give you whatever you want. You just got to go get it. Michelle will be right back with her guest on Business Inspires right after this. This is Kelly. And this is Leslie. And we're the Dollar Saving Divas. We've recorded a few podcasts about dining and shopping in Grandview. And we're excited to tell you about Dig the Tour Weekend in Grandview, June 16th and 17th. Three big events in one weekend. Friday, June 16th, the Tour de Grandview Cycling Classic attracts an international field of several hundred professional cyclists to Central Ohio, as well as cycling enthusiasts and spectators from throughout the Midwest. The tour features world-class bicycle racing through the streets of Grandview, as well as events and activities for spectators and cyclists alike. The Tri-Village Chamber Partnership proudly presents DigFest on Saturday, June 17th, featuring the best in local craft beers, liquors, and wines with music and entertainment, all at the Grandview Yard. And don't forget the St. Christopher Parish Festival, featuring live bands and fun for the entire family. For more information on Dig the Tour weekend events and to book your accommodations, head to destinationgrandview.org. And now back to Michelle and her guest on Business Inspires. So we're, as you know, the name of this is Business Inspires. So tell me um, if you had one great piece of inspiration along the way, or if there was something inspirational that you could tell somebody starting their own business or in business that faces challenges or just a, a, is there anything that has personally inspired you to keep going or to start your business? Well, I think passion is number one. I mean, the ultimate, I mean, why I think we've been successful in the last 10 years um, and, you know, keeping a business for 10 years is, is difficult as is. Sure. Um, I think it's the the passion of we want to be creative. I mean, we started this company because we wanted to 
figure out a way that we could take the things that we love, music and video, and be creative every day and make money from it, actually have a living from it and and be able to support people. I mean, we've got eight employees, you know, so we're helping these these employees and, and our community. And so I think a lot of it's really based upon having passion, you know, having a passion saying, you know, I don't want to go work nine to five in a cubicle. You know, that was not our vision. That's not what we wanted to do. Right. So really... Um, having a vision and having a passion of what you truly love to do and being able to take that and make it into um, a business where you're, you know, financially supporting people and and supporting yourself and your community. Um, So I think that's ultimately is the best thing. You always say, if you, if you do what you love to do, it's not a job, right? So, I mean, I will tell you, very few times in my life in 10 years that I've driven up to the, to my company. I'm like, God, I don't want to go in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I've sure. been in plenty of jobs where I was like, God, I don't want to go in there. Yeah. So um, <laughs> because it's the creative environment, because it's what we've built and kind of where we wanted to go, um, the vision and, and, and being able to be creative with people. So every day is so different. You know, we've got so many cool clients and, you know, being in the marketing and creative field, you have to get to know all these little businesses that you're marketing for. So you're basically going back to school every day because mm-hmm. you're learning these different businesses. And you have to be entrenched and immersed with them to understand how to market them. So it's so cool to learn. I mean, we we deal with like super abrasions and things that I would never ever think that I would learn about. I don't even know what you just said. Well, <laughs> abrasive technology is one of our clients, and they they make abrasives like wheels that cut and grind and do things for like the space shuttle and all kinds of crazy oh, cool. things and. You know, you have to learn this, you know, it's diamonds that cut the stuff and it's it's crazy. It just it's amazing what and you know, it's a, an amazing company that's, you know, right here in Columbus. So Tri Village. Yeah. 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 And so you you've mentioned community a couple of times, yeah. you know, working with the, within the community, giving back to the community, and you've certainly done that with the Tri Village Chamber, but um, maybe talk quickly about some of the other community projects that you are involved with because you're involved in plenty. We do a lot. I mean, I think any nonprofit, you know, really obviously needs to be able to tell her story. And a lot of the their fundraising events, it's always about video and you know, having a really great video that tells your story to be able to inspire their members or inspire uh, their donors uh, about helping to, you know, p- help push them down um, th- their vision and their path. Um, when we first started our company, and one of the first things that we did is we partnered with the the Columbus Metropolitan Library and we wanted to create um, something for the children, the kids, the teenagers, and we actually volunteered a lot of our time um, in a film school for kids for free. And this was a completely, uh, you know, donated um, thing that we did for um, the library. It was really cool. We did it for a total of like four to six weeks, and. We had like 24 kids in, in two different locations of the library, and we taught them all about making films. And, um, you know, we spent a good four hours with them twice a week for six weeks. And it was throughout the summer, so that, you know, allowed them to learn more about, the, you know, they got them off the streets, you know, they got them right. out, they got them into um, the libraries. And um, it was amazing to see that kind of give back and to see, you know, this was seven, eight years ago. So at that time, you know, video was just 
still sort of kind of coming up and we were still we were using flip cameras if you remember oh those my goodness, yeah. you know like <laughs> so like even the 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 um videos on your mobile weren't good enough at the time so it was an amazing experience i mean i think we really um brought some some love to the kids and and the whole company got involved. It wasn't just like one person, you know. Everybody came and and taught, and it was neat. They at the end of it, everyone showed their films, and we had kind of like a, a you know a viewing party, and their parents came, and and it was it was really really cool. Um, but we've done things like that over and over and over again. Um, I think we are all kind of entrenched in Columbus. You know, we know that Columbus is an amazing city, and we want to we really want to help tell that story that it. That most people don't know, right? You know, and I think that that give back um, to nonprofits. We work a lot with Dress for Success, um, um, and they've been a great partner for us over the years. We've been working with them probably the longest out of the whole since we've been uh, a company. Just what they have built and done for women and is has been amazing and. Talk about having a return on an investment. If you look, go back and look at their stats and what they've done for women in the community, actually, they're coming up on their 10th year. Um, and Vicki Bone Hughes is an amazing uh, leader, and she's very inspirational to me. Every time I'm around her, I just feel, uh, yeah. I just feel so much more inspired. That woman is just the nicest person I think I've ever met. And she is, and her passion shows. It's nuts yes. uh, how much her passion shows. Yes, so, absolutely. I mean, we're constantly getting involved. People are always asking. For us, unfortunately, we have to kind of, you know, we have to say, look, we have only a certain amount of resources that we can put towards this. So there's, if they pick and choose, right, on on really the kind of community involvement that that we, you know, we do get involved with. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I know again, you've done some things for the chamber um, because you're on our board, yeah. <clears throat> and have been for several years, and and it's really um, helped our exposure. So. You, you do a lot of great things, and, and speaking to your culture, I've, I know a lot of your staff, and you know I can vouch for it entirely that it's a, it's a great, passionate group of people. So I can imagine that with you know the nitty gritty of work every day, doing some of these community projects probably does feel very good for them. What's well, great? I mean, I think a lot of times in our world, you know, since we do a lot of commercial work, and um, it can get, you know, sometimes you get mired in just doing a project, and it doesn't feel as creative. As you know, or it's it's something that that you do kind of over and over again, so you kind of lose a lot, little bit of the creativity. I think any time that you can get your team around, you know, as a group, and they're all like, "Yes, we want to do this," or "Yes, we want to give back," or "Yes, here's a really cool project we want to get involved with," that just builds that builds that amazing um, kind of uh, what's the word just. A good vibe in the sense of they they care, right? They want right. to get out in front of it, and they really want to try to to put their best foot forward. So it, it takes away from some of the the, uh, the monotony of the day to day stuff, and it really you know, gets their creative juices flowing again. To really, how can we really help this and get behind that? And I think you know, you know, the type of people that you hire and the kind of culture that you create attracts those kinds of people. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So of um, that give back that you know we care thing. It comes a lot from the culture, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who are your clients? If somebody is looking for your services, what? How do, how do we get people to you? Well, I mean, we do work for – there's no specific kind of, hey, we have one type of client. Now, we've, we work in some certain types of fields, but 
Um, we work with small companies all the way up to Fortune 500 companies, and we have. Um, what makes somebody make that leap to call you? Well, because I think they want to, you know, be able to tell our story. And I, I, I would hope that they look at our work and see that, you know, um, we create results and that we are great storytellers. I think more so than anything, you know, and I don't, I don't necessarily think this is kind of, this is more of a behind the scenes thing, but I think we're pretty easy to engage with. You know, I think, you know, our process is pretty, you know, um, pretty easy. You know, we, we're kind of easygoing people. We're really, you know, we take everything seriously, but you know, it's, you know, there's policies and procedures on how we, you know, um, you know, engage with our clients. But I think, you know, just being able to understand people and connect with your client and, and our staff and our people are, you know, everyone says that, but your staff and your people are your business. And, you know, I think if they look at our work and, and really get to know our staff, then I, you know, there's been very few clients in our 10 years that have opted not to work with us after they worked with us, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. from maybe a bad experience. And we've definitely, you know, it, we all screw up and, and it, we've we've done that and we failed certain certain terms. But, you know, I think the people that are able to, you know, fix those problems or, you know, go back and give or or figure out how to repair that relationship are those are the kinds of clients or uh, companies that really do succeed because you know we're all human we all make mistakes and and things happen and sometimes it's, un- it's not even in your control but um the ones that really figure out a way to 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 overcome that obstacle and repair that relationship sure. are those are the ones that uh, kinds of companies that i'd want to work for because you know like i said we all make mistakes but for us i think it's our work. It's what we do. It's our people. Um, you know, we're we, I, you know from a cost standpoint, I wouldn't say we're the most expensive, and I wouldn't say we're the, the cheapest. You know, we're kind of I would say probably right there in the middle as far as um, cost engagement. But for us, we really try to work within people's budgets. That's really key for us. So that's what I'm saying. Like we work with larger corporations that have larger budgets, mm-hmm. and you can do a better a bigger production. But the cool thing about production, video production, is you can produce anything, right, with any kind of budget. So, you know, if you have an idea and you want to engage and, um, you know, we, we don't turn anybody away. If they're saying, hey, I have an idea, but I only have X amount, we'd be like, well, we can only do this for you. Or, hey, we would refer you to someone else that wasn't as expensive a, a, of as we would be. You know, we would try to really help work within that budget for them. Great. So tell me how people find you. Well, we're you know we're, we're content marketing people, so we're all over um, the social channels. So you know we're on obviously Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Um, um, you know our website is vitalcompanies.com. You can definitely check us out there. Really take a look at what we're doing and see. And you know we really like to send out um, a lot of our newsletters t- to invite people to um, see what we're, we've been currently working on. We do a couple recaps. We we try to send a uh, newsletter out with a lot of our work twice a month. We send kind of like an initial, hey, this is what we're up to, and then kind of a recap of what we've done that previous month or you know who we're working with. Um, it's great from a content marketing standpoint. It's awesome because we get to show off our work for our clients. So we're all also promoting our clients. It's a win-win for us, you sure. know. So in our marketing, we really our goal is to promote our clients. 
because we're promoting our work. So it's it's kind of neat. But that's where they can find us. I mean, we're all over the place. Just Google vitalcompanies.com. You're not going to have a problem finding us. Perfect. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining us on Business Inspires. Great company. Glad to work with you. Glad to know you. You're the best, Michelle. Thank you so much. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose, the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires. Circle270media.com At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high flying to all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon. Or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. We've created unlimited data plans for your business because one minute you're the receptionist. Hello, how can I help? The logistics manager. Okay, lift at your end. That's it now, to me. The new business consultant. Will do. I'll pop over and give you a quote. And you've still got to make the tea. Your business doesn't have limits, so why should your data allowance? New and limited data plans from Vodafone Business. The future is exciting. Ready? Max download, upload, speed, apply to data. Coverage may vary. Terms at vodafone.co.uk slash terms.